Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Glad you're with us this afternoon along the network, wherever you're tuned in across the state or online. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. A full house today. We'll be talking to uh, Jackson Howell here momentarily as they wrap up a report from Sunbelt Conference Media Days. We've got cheerleading coach Carlos Stokes and cheerleader Kaylee Weaver right here in the studio with us. We're going to be looking forward to that conversation in just a couple of moments. And then Joey Jones from Appalachian State will be joining us uh, to wrap up this edition of the show. Opening segment is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. And, of course, Southern Miss Athletics at a great place to cater your next event, whether it be large or small. All right, lots to talk about today. Let's get to it. Jackson Howell has been in New Orleans for the last two days covering the Sun Belt Conference Media Day. Jackson, glad to have you back today. Thanks for having me back on the program, fellas. All right, so yesterday was uh, the Western Division uh, opportunity to talk Uh Coach Hall, I, did I read this right? He actually named a starting quarterback. That's pretty unusual from what we've had over the last several years. And tell me if I'm right about that, and then summarize what uh, Coach Hall said about the upcoming season, Jackson. Coach Hall has been pretty steadfast all offseason. He's going to instill his confidence in Ty Keyes. Ty Keyes is going to be the starting quarterback. He's going to put his confidence in the young fella, obviously a Will Hall recruit and a talented kid. He's going to give him every opportunity to succeed. And I talked to him a little bit about the offensive line. He said he's got seven new offensive linemen on scholarship with some returning guys. So they should be prepared to protect Ty Keys. They're going to give him every opportunity to succeed this season. What did he say about being picked uh, basically next to last in the Western uh, Division? He didn't really put much stake in the preseason polls. None of the coaches did, even Appalachian State. They're predicted to finish first. None of the coaches were big on the preseason polls, but Coach Hall said his team will be better. They'll be competitive this season. He even said they're not there yet. He even acknowledged that it's going to be a process. They're not there yet, but they're going to be much improved going into this season. Luke, get in here with Jackson Howell. Been reporting the last couple of days for us from the uh, Sunbelt Conference Media Day. Jackson, thanks for being on. Um, I guess our listeners, um, because it was the first time we were involved in, in Sunbelt Media Days, but just from pictures you know, in social media, such a step up from what Southern Miss has experienced in Conference USA. Overall, you know, was, was the place a buzz? It just looks like it was done right by the conference, the Media Day events. Absolutely. The Sun Belt put on a show. Obviously, having it right there in New Orleans, that helps. 
you know, there was a, I can't remember the Twitter account. They put a side by side from James Madison's media day next to Western Kentucky in the Congress USA. It's just night and day. It was an event here. They had a whole stage set up, lights, cameras everywhere, the whole thing. It was just professionally done, and Sunbelt really did a good job. What What was your your takeaway of, of watching and listening to Keith Gill and uh, what type of leadership he provides this conference? Leadership. That That's the thing. Like He's really going to be a better leader than we had in Conference USA. He's going to be a proactive leader and a reactive leader. He's going to tackle things before they become problems. And he's already looking to expansion, you know, 15, 16, maybe even 20 teams. And then the ESPN deal, that's just going to help so many programs, not only Southern Miss football. You look at Southern Miss baseball, Southern Miss soccer, and Southern Miss basketball. All programs are going to be helped by the Sun Belt, and I think that falls on Commissioner Keith Gill. He's doing a great job so far. Right before I let Kelly have, have have some questions here in just a second, but like we've been doing a, a, a tour around the Sun Belt. We're talking Appalachian today. What what's been your observations from the other programs now in in this conference? Seeing everybody in the same room. One thing I really noticed was Coastal Carolina. They seemed the most relaxed on the on the stage. They were talking about their mustaches, talking about their mullets. You know, I think they're the most react uh, relaxed. They're confident, right? They're not stressing over this. I think they're going to be the talk of the town. Another thing was for fans out there, it might be kind of surreal to see these new coaches from Power 5 programs coming into the Sun Belt. I'm talking about Clay Helton, former USC coach, going to Georgia Southern, and then obviously Butch Jones in his second year at Arkansas State, former Tennessee head coach. There's coaches here, and – it's going to be really interesting to see how they thrive along with the other Sun Belt programs. Jackson, Las Vegas has got Southern Miss's win total on the over-under at five and a half. From what you've heard of the other teams, at least my perspective is that that might not be a real necessarily terrifically exciting number for Southern Miss, but I think it's realistic. What are your thoughts from what you've heard? Absolutely. I have them right at five and seven, so I would take the under on that. You know, Coach Hall said we're not there yet, but we will be. So I think it'll be a bumpier road for Southern Miss. My take, I think they'll lose a lot more closer games as opposed to getting blown out. So we And we said that what we had kind of been hearing from other teams around the Sun Belt is that they're definite buyers in the Southern Miss defense, but, but most of the other teams still feel that there are a lot of questions around the Southern Miss offense. Is that what Coach Hall fielded most of yesterday were questions about his offense? Tell us about that. Absolutely. Really, the only defensive concerns that uh, concerned the media were the loss of Hayes Maples. But he came back. He said that's the one position that they have the most depth on. Obviously, you got guys like Swayze Bozeman. you got uh, Lance, uh, the other guys, uh, Lantham, I believe his name is, and TQ Newsom. And that's the position where they're going to be the best. So the defense should be good. He noted that that was he was really proud of them in year one. It's really just about getting the offense going. And he mentioned Jason Brownlee's going to have to carry the load. Ty Key's going to be good. And then the offensive line. So really, offense is the only concern for Southern Miss football going into 2022. Well, we just need to put the Nasty Bunch moniker away. The Nasty Bunch uh, was in the 70s and 80s. The Nasty Bunch is nowhere near back, Jackson. I guess you would agree with that. I would agree. You know, they could be really good this year. Obviously, I've liked what Austin Armstrong has done, defensive coordinator so far with that defense. 
and Coach Hall even said it, you know, Southern Miss fans, you know, most programs, they want to see flash. They want to see offense. Southern Miss fans want to see defense. So, obviously, the defense has to step up. They're going to carry the load this season regardless, whether or not the offense succeeds or not. But the defense, it can be good. It's going to be the highlight of the program, but I don't think it'll go back to the 70s, 80s, even 90s, like you said. All right, we hear you ate like a king for two days down there. Catfish, jambalaya, gumbo. I guess you came back weighing a couple pounds more, Jackson? They certainly took care of us, yes, sir. Well, look, you've taken care of us, and we appreciate your reporting uh, on the Eagle Hour here the last couple of days. Thank you very much. Thank you all for having me. All right, Jackson Howell, everybody. He's a writer for Big Gold Nation. And, uh, Luke, I'm sure you don't disagree. I'm excited about the defensive team, but really we need to to can the nasty bunch for a while. I mean, I was kind of surprised you didn't talk about some of those defenses I played with because they were – They were pretty nasty too. Yeah, Yeah, I completely agree. But, I mean, you are looking at a defense that was, you know, in uh, – well, what I'll have to look it up, but specific categories. I mean, this was a top 20 defense in some categories. And so, yeah, I mean, you. I don't want to shelf nasty bunch because I tell you what, they look more nasty last year than they have looked in quite some time. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's our label. We're going to use it for defense. Um, but they they certainly have to grow into it much more. I'm not, I'll, I'll use the uh, the term this year just simply because I know what I want to see in defense, and Austin Armstrong fits the bill of the coordinators that, that came through the right. school and produced the real nasty bunch. All right, Kayla Weaver sitting here in the studio. She's a cheerleader. You're a football cheerleader? Football, basketball, and volleyball cheerleader. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so it's easier to cheer for football when there are big crowds and you're winning, right, as right. opposed to when the, when you're losing. Yeah, it is, but that's our job to get them pumped up regardless. Yeah. We love our Eagles regardless. Yeah, hard job when it came to basketball this past year, am I correct? Uh, some days were easier than most, <laughs> but that's all right. But you're not going to complain if the Rock is filled and the Golden Eagles are playing like the old Golden Back Never. before you were born, dear, the, the old Golden Eagles. <laughs> and, and something else, Bob, that needs to be, and this isn't going to, you know, there are going to be some people that roll their eyes when I say this, but Will Hall thinks it's very important from the things that he said. And, and I tend to agree that this may be the, the, it may be the first time in school history that every football player on scholarship will be academically eligible. Well, that's important. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so, too. I mean, a lot of people say, well, look, it's, it's all about winning, but... They're student no, athletes, right. and the fact that all of them will be eligible academically, the opening of the Bauer you know, uh, Education Center, the Excellence in Education Center, has meant a lot to, to really getting you know, some, some smart guys in here as well. Right. So I think that's pretty right. cool. All right, when we come back, Kayla is in the studio with us. Her coach is with her, Carlos Stokes. and uh, They won all kinds of things up in Tuscaloosa last weekend. Well, that's always good when you go to Tuscaloosa and win. So, Kayla, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We'll have both of those uh, great people on the Eagle Hour when we come back.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Our thanks to Jackson Howell. Appreciate that reporting the last two days from New Orleans. This segment of the show sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net on Hardy Street. You can shop them six days a week, seven days a week, actually, right across from the Southern Miss campus, or you can go online at CampusBookmart.net. I want to remind everybody that the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast is heard every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour if you don't catch us live. And uh, we know that many of you do that, and uh, we're always grateful for whatever way uh, you decide to turn in. All right, Kaylee Weaver. And Kaylee, I'm sorry, I I don't know what you do with Kelly Sander. He didn't know that we fought Germany in World War II, and he got your name wrong. I knew they were involved. He's on a really good roll today. (laughs) Uh, Kaylee Weaver is with us, along with her coach, Carlos Stucks. All right, Kaylee, uh, you're a cheerleader, basketball, football, and you guys just went over to Tuscaloosa and won a bunch of awards. Let our listeners know about that. Yeah, so we finally got to go to camp this year. It's our first year um, in three years, and so we're really excited. Uh, we went against a few teams, really, really awesome teams, and we actually got first overall. So we're very, very excited about that. We've been working hard the last few weeks, and um, we got first overall. We had first in leadership, first in traditions, where we actually brought back the Nasty Bunch. Um, okay. Yes, I know it. I know it. We love it, though. They loved it. Um, and we got second in sideline and second in timeout. So we're very, very proud of each other, and we're excited to work hard. Now tell us what you mean by sideline and timeout and traditions and those different events that yes. comprise the overall score with which you guys won first. Right. So this year um, we did different different events. So we do a sideline and we get judged on the sideline. Then we do tradition. We get judged on the traditions. Yeah, but, but the sideline is, is where you're where actually the game is being played and you guys are yes. spread out on the sideline. So this is where we get the crowd engaged. So we have black and gold. And when we say this, you say that. And that's just where the crowd gets engaged and we get Excited and loud for defense. And the traditions was the Nasty Bunch. It was a Nasty cheer. Bunch. We brought that back and got first place. We were so excited about that. And timeout is actually an abbreviated cheer that you guys execute during timeouts on the field. Yeah, so lots of things go on during timeout. We have tumbling, we have stunts, baskets, big, big things in the air that just get the crowd excited. And but and then the, all the scores are totaled up in all those different events, and then the overall team, and you guys finished first that's right we got first we're so excited all right kelly what is it that what is that they call that when you get way up in the air people hold you way in the air and then you, they kind of throw you down and somebody catches you so that could be a pyramid to where the whole team gets together we all kind of looks like a pile up but it's very very organized down there but stunts can go together make a pyramid or you can throw a basket Mm-hmm. So the guy's got to catch you, right? Oh, you absolutely. Have you been thrown around like that? I have not been thrown. I do the throwing, so I'm oh. towards the bottom, yes. So you're, you're stronger than you look. I'm stronger than I look. <laughs> I, I was in one of those pyramids. It was Amway back in the day. What, yeah, yeah, Kelly. Different, kind of, different, <laughs> different kind of pyramid. Yeah, Carlos Stokes, get in, Carlos is in, in his third year overall, but first year as head coach at Southern Miss. And Carlos, you had tryouts in May. You've got a smaller squad this year, numbers-wise. I do. But, but that's by design. Tell us, tell us about that. Okay. The reason why I went smaller this year is because I'm trying to take Southern Miss cheer to a different level. So I like starting small to grow. In years past, we've had 40 to 50 cheerleaders, and some of them have gotten lost in the mix. So I wanted to start small to build my talent and to build 
the program that I feel like Southern Miss needs to be as far as cheerleading. When the team auditioned in May, uh, it was adjudicated, I'm guessing, by outside people. How did, how did that work? How did auditions work? I did it all. Did, did you? <laughs> I did it all. Um, we had to do the fight song. We had to do SOU. Uh, there was tumbling involved, and basically over 60, 70 people tried out. I picked 32. And I've, and I've asked you this before, I know, but, but cheerleading has evolved over years a lot like sports. Absolutely. I mean, it just used to be very you know, simple movements. But now, I mean, you talk about these young ladies have got to be athletes. Absolutely. Um, I think I take everything to the all-star era of everything to where you have to be athletic to get through a two-minute and second two minute and 30 second routine, you have to be conditioned. And so what I'm doing with the program this year is we're running a lot. We're working out way more to where in the fourth quarter, you look just like you do in pregame. That's interesting. Luke, get in here with Carlos and uh, Kaylee. I just, I'm wondering if Ancar is, is, is doing the workouts for the, for cheerleaders because you're going to have coach, you're gonna have one tough squad. If anything with uh, with coach LA does that. Um, when I, when I played, my I was a punter, so my my deep snapper actually came from the cheerleading squad onto the football team. I'm not sure if that's ever happened before, Coach. Do we have any future Golden Eagle football prospects on your on your squad this year? No. <laughs> in a word, but but God, I hate to be like that, but no. But but you do have some male male, male cheerleaders. I as have well. two. I have two. Um, only two tried out. Which you know, I re- really want to grow our co-ed program. Um, there was a mix-up in leadership. So when I came in, it was it is what it is. But this is what I want. Um, during camp, I had a lot of junior college guys come over and say, hey, y'all look good. We want to come there next year. So I can't tell you how many times I handed my number out and my card out to these athletes that want to come to Southern Miss. And are these scholarship athletes? Yes, they are. And good for them. All right, Luke, do you have something else? Yeah, I just, as a former player, I mean, we – the cheerleading squad was always a friendly sight because you would go to these road games – of course, back in the day, cheerleaders would fly with us. You go to these road games and, you know, just get talked smack to. And you look over and be like, oh, you know, those, those are one of us. I always appreciated that. What is the one thing, and both of you guys can answer this, what is the one thing that, you know, the average Southern Miss fan doesn't know, and if they knew, they would appreciate the cheerleading squad a lot more than what they already do? I think a lot of times uh, we think as cheerleading as not being a sport. And that's something that our industry has try to, you know, enhance in the thought of cheerleading. It's not just sitting on the sidelines and, like, being in those cute shirts, uh, shorts and all that stuff. And it's one of those things where we work just as hard as the football team and the basketball team and the baseball team. And there's times where they're on the sidelines and it's, like, third quarter, they're tired. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> We've got to do this. They're working hard for the school. We're going to work hard for them, too. So at the same time, we work out just as much, and we work out a lot. <laughs> and, and in the heat, obviously, too. Kayla- in, in the heat, and, and that's the thing. So we, we do just as much as the next player and the next sport 
and all that. Kaylee, tell us about how, how you have, you've been cheerleading since what, third grade or something like that? Just about around five. I did competitive cheer. And then as I got older, I got into the school cheer. So middle school and high school and now I'm in college. And I would guess it would be easy to suffer burnout. What is it that brings you back year after year? It's just the love of it. I mean, I feel every year I do have that. Oh, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if my body's okay, but it's just the love for cheer. You just got to keep coming back. Because it's, you know, you get out there in that heat, Bob. You know? No, no yeah. question. Hey, just a couple minutes left. Uh, Carlos, I want to ask you about this, too. I have an employee here who has young girls that he says are in cheer. There, okay. There's an organization here that they go and they train and they go to events and what have you. It, that's something relatively new. Is that not correct? No. No, it's been around a that while. That organization I also work for. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, so, so when, the, when did... When did cheer reach a point that these types of businesses were opening up and parents were paying to have their, their children go learn how to do this? Honestly, I can't really tell you that because I was one of those athletes. Um, huh? When did it really just get really big? I would say within the past 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Um, there's programs popping up everywhere. Um, the college circuit has always been like a dominant thing. So I remember when I was younger – you know, I played football, I played baseball, this, that, and other, but it was just something about cheer and watching, like, major universities like Alabama, Kentucky, UCF, and this, that, and other. It's like, that would be cool to do, and I tried it, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So cheer's been around. It's just I feel like it hasn't been noticed and appreciated. So what I want to do this year is just throw a show on the field yeah. to where everybody can see what we do. And recognize as a sport, exactly. like you just said. Recognize exactly. as a sport. Exactly. Well, look, great conversation. I want to thank both of you for coming. Uh, Kaylee, we'll be looking for you on the sidelines uh, this fall. You're going to be there, right? Absolutely, I'll be there. Doing the nasty bunch. Doing the nasty bunch, right? I hope. And I got it, Bob, in the, in the commercial break, when we come back and you hear the pride – you know, they were sitting here doing their hand motions as to what they would oh, yes, do. It's embedded into our brains. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, no choice. No choice. Now, I was over here doing my Dixie Darlings. Uh, uh, let's not talk right. about that. <laughs> Carlos Stokes, uh, Kaylee Weaver, we thank you uh, both yeah, for being you. on the show. Thank okay. you so much for having us. All right. When we come back, Joey Jones is uh, with Appalachian State University. We're continuing our tour around the Sunbelt Conference. We'll be right back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth Street Bar Grill sponsors the third segment of the Eagle Hour each and every day. Great place for you to have lunch. Great place for you to catch the next big game. It's just the best sports bar and a restaurant in Hattiesburg. And the food is always great. 
and there's always a big game on the TV. I want to thank Jackson Howell reporting from the Sunbelt Conference uh, Media Days in New Orleans. Also, Kaylee Weaver and Carlos Stokes for updating us on the the cheer part of Southern Miss football, which obviously uh, is a very important part of uh, college football environments. All right, our next guest is from Appalachian State. We're happy to have him uh, on the show today. Uh, Joey Jones is the Senior Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Communications at Appalachian State. And uh, we're glad to have you. Let, let us go ahead and just get it out of the way at the start of the interview, Joey. We're the ones with the rock. And uh, we do know that your football stadium is named the same. We also know you have the same black and gold colors. There seem to be a lot of similarities between the Golden Eagles and our new conference mate, Appalachian State. Yeah, that's for sure. First of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, we're we're very excited for Southern Miss to be joining the Sunbelt Conference in addition to James Madison, Marshall, Old Dominion. Um, certainly there are some similarities, and I guess App State and Southern Miss won't end up playing each other every year, but I, I think the fans are going to enjoy when they do and enjoy the, the fanfare that both programs have. Yeah, you do have – I caught a couple of your games uh, on ESPN the last couple of years, and you do have a very passionate fan base, much like the one here. Quite an atmosphere when you guys play at home. There's no question. So this will be my sixth football season coming up with App State, um, and I was fortunate to work in the SEC for several years um, before I came to App. And I will tell you that this is, you know, it's no less intense than the best atmospheres that you'll find in the country. Um, certainly the stadium's a little bit smaller than, than some in, in the Southeastern Conference. But the fan base here, pound for pound, at App State rivals anybody in the country. And I can say that, um, you know, I am biased, but I can say that even unbiased. I, I think a lot of people have noticed that over the last few years on nationally televised games. Last year we had uh, two wins. Wednesday games and they were sold out and they were packed out with 30,000 people um, against Marshall and Coastal Carolina and they were really fun atmospheres. Well, all right, student enrollment and, and the major uh, curriculums uh, at Appalachian State are what? Yeah, so our students, um, we surpassed 20,000 enrollment for the first time last year. Um, it's a, a fast growing um, enrollment, I think. 10 years ago, it was probably in the 12,000 range, so it's grown that much that quickly. Um, it, it started as a teacher's college uh, many decades ago, and so education is still a very key part of, of the um, curriculum here. Um, it's got a good business school, and, uh, and then environmental sciences and sustainability is a big thing up here in the mountains as well. Uh, Luke, get in here. That, that's another thing, because Southern Miss started as the uh, State Teachers College right after it was called Mississippi Normal College. So both of our, both of our universities got that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Boone, because I, when, when Southern Miss fans started looking at the, the new places they would travel, like Conway and, and uh, you know, in, in places in the West, San Marcos, Boone was kind of the one everybody was excited about, simply because we see what it looks like during, um, during football season. But, but, Joy, I mean, Boone's a small town, 20,000 people. And uh, we we kind of in 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 South Mississippi like that because the Sun Belt didn't go after media markets when they you know went after these teams they went after established products and and Boone's a great college town. It, it definitely is. It's certainly up there on the list of best college towns, best small college towns that you see that pop out every once in a while. I pinch myself every single day 
that I get to work somewhere that's this beautiful. The the images and the videos that you see don't even do it justice. It's it's a gorgeous place. It's got really great people. It's got that small town southern feel with the unique, you know, mountain geography. Um, so it's definitely a destination. It's something that everybody should come to a football game and experience that, but even just come to the high country and experience a weekend of hiking and rafting and canoeing and, and just anything that you want, skiing in the wintertime. It's got a little bit of everything. The, uh, of course, big baseball fans we are at Southern Miss, and I think every picture of Beaver Field that comes out, most of our fans say that's the most picturesque baseball field in America. There's no doubt, and we, our our baseball program knows good and well how good the Sun Belt is, and it's getting better and better. So we're still striving to, you know, be in the at the top of the league as well, but. Um, yeah, if you don't, if you can't enjoy the views from the baseball field, then I'm not sure what you're doing. Kelly, Joey, the, the geographically, you're a lot closer to a lot of other schools in the Sun Belt, but the people at Georgia Southern hate you guys. <laughs> what what is the deal between the rivalry of Georgia Southern and Appalachian State? Yeah, that that rivalry goes back at least to the 1980s, if not before. Um, Both programs were in the Southern Conference together. Um, They were perennially two of the best in the 1AA at that time um, league, and they were competing for national championships. Um, they, you know, both Georgia Southern won six, App State won three over the years, and then they both made the jump to the Sun Belt at the same time back in 2014. And uh, the fan base is just, they eat it up. You know, everybody wants a good rivalry, and uh, it certainly exists between App State and Georgia Southern. You talked about the, the beautiful campus at, at Boone, and people that I know that like to travel the country and take in football games at other venues said, that to get the full effect in Boone, you need to go a little bit later in the fall when all of the, the leaves are turning colors. They said it is like nothing they had ever seen before. Can you elaborate? Absolutely. If you come to this area in October, which I will say that many people do, there are people that drive in from Georgia, Florida, everywhere, um, just to come look at the leaves. We call them leaf watchers. Um, if you can do that and also get a football game in while you're in town, um, yeah, it's it's hard to really describe in words. You just have to see it. It is a pretty spectacular event. And the final question for me is, uh, you know, most of the media think it's going to be between you guys and Coastal Carolina uh, in the East this year. What what can we expect from the Mountaineers? Yeah, certainly. I mean, the you know, the two programs you mentioned have, have done it in recent years, um, App State, has the sixth best sixth best winning record of any FBS program in the country over the last six years behind Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia. So when you talk about been there and done that, that's what App State has done. Um, the culture is there to keep that going. Um, we return most of the offense and uh, have to turn over some defensive starters this year. Um, but it, it should be a really exciting year um, between those two programs You've got Louisiana on the west, you've got Georgia State, you've got Marshall, and you've got a lot of programs with strong fan bases and rich traditions that's going to make it a really tough league to win. So, Joey, uh, when the announcement was made about the four schools uh, coming into the Sun Belt, what was the take there at Appalachian State 
about the four universities that were joining the league? I think it was exactly that. It wasn't chasing media markets. It was bringing in four programs that in various ways, but especially in football, have strong traditions of winning, of of competing for championships, and even more than that, have really strong fan bases that love their school, that support their school in, in attending football games and attending other sporting events. Um, and so you've got a lot of passion, and that's something the Sun Belt already had and was known for, but we were able to add the four schools that just further enhance that and in the geographical region where you're not having to travel across the country to go play another school. Um, all those things were really enticing, and you have to give a lot of credit to Commissioner Gill, the Sun Belt Conference, and the, the presidents and the ADs across the league that made it all happen. If I'm not mistaken, Southern Miss had a game scheduled with Appalachian State two or three years ago that was canceled because of weather. Am I not right about that? That You're exactly right. The, um, there was a hurricane on the East Coast, and although right. we are in the mountains are a little protected from hurricanes, the weather was abysmal that weekend. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, they made the decision to call the game off. And I think you'll still find a few of our fans that are upset about that. So there may be a little, a little friendly rivalry already just from that whenever the two programs get to get together next I, time. I think more important than that, Bob, is that when we found out how good Appalachian State was and how bad we were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was, we didn't mind too much. <laughs> that's right. uh, well, we look forward to uh, playing you guys in the future. Hopefully the league will schedule uh, a number of football games between the two schools. I think it'd be a great rivalry and, and a great matchup, Joy. We uh, appreciate your time uh, informing our listeners today about uh, your fine university. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. We look forward to visiting Hattiesburg. All right. Same here. Boy, and I tell you what, guys, those pictures you just sent me uh, of the baseball stadium are indeed, that's beautiful country up in there. Nothing like the mountains. No, and, and especially in the fall, like you said, in October, there's every color of leaf under the sun there right. around the Boone area. All right, we appreciate uh, Joey Jones. Full show today. We'll be back uh, here in just a few minutes uh, with the last segment of the Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. D1, D-Bat. I want to say hello to those great folks, Catherine, and all that crew down there on Hardy Street where they do state-of-the-art training for athletes of every age at D1 and, of course, baseball and softball training. Uh, extraordinarily well done. Uh, at D-Bat, uh, you can give them a ring, whether you're an adult athlete, want to fine-tune your weekend game, or whether you have a child growing up in the world of baseball or softball. They've got expert uh Instruction there, state-of-the-art facilities, and I uh, want to thank D1 and D-Bat, as well as Mo Beignet, 
the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour, and a great place for to get a wonderful treat. Uh, they make the beignets as you order them. They'll cook them right there in front of you. They'll be hot when you get them, covered with powdered sugar and uh, the topping of your choice, and a great coffee as well at Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street. Well, we had an unexpected guest today who, who bears gifts, and we always really do appreciate that. Uh, and I'm just going to let him introduce himself because he is the coach of the national championship team at Southern Miss. I'll do it, Bob. Can I do it? Well, let him do it himself. He can do it. Go ahead. Uh, you guys, uh, you, if you've been listening, you've probably heard my voice before. My Dr. Denny Bubrig is here, and he's the coach of, of one of the eSports teams uh, at, at Southern Miss, and our Rainbow 7 team won. Rainbow 6. Rainbow 6. Yeah, Rainbow so, well, six. no, it's inflation now. So uh, there's no true, such true. thing as, yeah. as Rainbow 7. Yeah, they got to get the inflation points. Yeah. Rainbow 6, the Southern Miss Rainbow 6 eSports team won the national championship, and so he was coming in to deliver our national championship hats. Any way to go. Well, Kelly, you guys have always been real good to our program and, and sharing the good word of the things that our students have been doing. And so we got hats and some other goodies to share with them to celebrate their accomplishments. And so we wanted to share a little bit with you guys, too. And thank you guys for being there for us. To the top. Thank you. All right. What is Rainbow Six? And, and Kelly said Rainbow Seven, Luke. I heard you pipe in there. Tell us that. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's a game based off Tom Clancy's stuff. I oh. used to play it back on a piece, like uh, a big old computer when I was like 13 years old and it's devolved now into these much better graphics correct doctor absolutely you are 100 percent correct now do we have a pong team or a super mario no but uh <laughs> you guys Kong? you guys have met our new coordinator i say new he started with us in mid-spring he's uh he's been hard at work and we're adding three new titles that we're going to be supporting this fall and uh we've got about 140 students that are going to be participating wow. including about half are going to be young women uh, so real excited about that and about the things that he and the and the students are going to be able to accomplish. Coach, I'm so old. I remember when Space Invaders was the. Oh yeah, I grew up in that era too. So you're talking my language with that one. <laughs> yeah, Space Invaders. That was uh, that was too awesome. Yeah. And real real quick, coming to any advances on a, a home for the esports team at the. At Southern Miss? Well, we are still in the Thad Cochran Center in what a lot of people would remember as the R.C. Cook Lounge, uh, but we've been adding to it. Uh, okay. There's production equipment, there's uh, for live streaming, there's additional computers, and we expect before the end of the fall to be hosting some live events in the Joe, uh, in the Joe Paul Theater. So it's great. I mean, this is a, an amazing accomplishment. Where Tell, tell us a little about about winning the national championship. Well, uh, the students really put in the work uh, last last spring. The uh, the Rainbow Six guys and uh, they played teams literally from across the country uh, over the course of the season. And the nice thing about esports is you don't have to be a Power Five to be competitive. Uh, so our teams have been competing and against everybody from community colleges to uh, schools of our size, and then the University of Illinois, the University of Iowa's of the world. Uh, of course, the Alabamas and the Texas A&Ms and that bunch as well. And we haven't even lost to South Al. 
Now, we haven't played no, we South Al. <laughs> so was this championship, did you go to a location to have this, or is it done remotely? Right now, it has been remote, uh, just out of COVID precautions and things of that nature. But the leagues are looking at the possibility of doing some, some live pieces uh, moving forward. Uh, now that COVID's kind of, I'm not going to say leveled off because right. it's ticking back up, but now that everybody's kind of getting a grasp of it and how to manage it, that sort of thing. But so bo- how big will this be in the Sun Belt? Do what, sir? How big will this be in the Sun Belt Conference? Well, uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, we've been talking to several of the Sun Belt schools and are, are, are part of that conversation. Um, but we'll we'll see you. where it, we'll see where it goes. All right, you're the youngest of the crew, Luke. You're probably the most knowledgeable about this. What what is the what is the game you are the best at? We we'll play y'all play Rocket League, right? That's correct. Yeah, Rocket League's pretty pretty fun. You get a bunch of teenagers in the room or college students in the room, they can go at it. I just want to know since you guys are, are so good at this and, and I'm sure a lot of your people can graphic design, can we recreate like like Frogger and put Kelly's head on one of the trucks and put Bob's <laughs> head on one of the the frogs you and know, jump across? Check in with our crew on twitch.tv. Um We've got a number of production students going into this fall, and, you know, I can't rule that out, that they could pull that off. They're that good. (laughs) With our faces on there, man, there'll be record scores, I'm I'm sure. Well, congratulations to you, sir. You've done a great job with these kids. Well, thank you. We look forward to seeing what they're capable of doing moving forward. And thanks for our national championship hats, Thank you very much for that. Thank Thank you, you guys. We appreciate y'all. That wraps up the Eagle Hour today. We'll be back tomorrow. Kelly will have the show tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'm Michael Mergens with Kelly. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.